Good evening. So we didn't have a podcast or a webinar last week because I was in Missouri. So I want to tell you about our trip out there because uh, Gypsy and I went out there. Uh, how things went, some of what I learned. Now, if you want more of what I learned, guess what? Contact me. We'll schedule a session. <laughs> but I am going to be sharing some of it with you guys because it was absolutely amazing and totally life-changing. Uh, it's like everything I've ever learned just came together and meshed, uh, which was really, really, really neat. Um, and I'm going to share all that with you. Okay. But first about our trip. So Gypsy flew with us when she was eight weeks old. Um, the day she was eight weeks old when we picked her up and we flew her home um, in the cabin with us in the plane, but she hasn't flown since then. And neither have I because <laughs> conference this year. Now we usually fly to conference uh, or maybe a workshop, but um, the workshops I went to were all in driving distance and conference was in Florida last year. So I haven't flown in about a year and a half. And, uh, yeah, some things I was worried they had changed and they did. So what we needed for Gypsy, uh, we needed this form filled out because we flew Allegiant. Uh, we flew from Orlando to Springfield, Missouri Airport, and then from Springfield down to the Tampa Clearwater Airport. So it was all small airports, which was nice. But Allegiant had us fill out a train service animal veterinary health form. So I needed my vet to fill this out. So when Gypsy went in in January, um, she filled this out. Is the animal a service animal? Fully trained to mitigate a physical disability by performing a specific task, yes or no. And when examined, the animal appeared free of infectious or contagious diseases that would endanger other animals or public health, yes. And to my knowledge, the animal has not bitten or injured or attacked a person or another animal. Um, and is the animal a pit bull type breed? Allegiant does not transport pit bull or pit bull type breeds. So, you know, to each his own, but Allegiant got me there on a direct flight and back. So I went with Allegiant. Um, so before you travel with your service dog, make sure that uh, you know what their rules are because every airline's a little bit different, okay? So we, and I had hurt my knee. So the week before I went, because I left on a Friday and then I was gone a full week and I came back on a Sunday, so I was gone 10 days. Um, but before I left that whole week, I was on prednisone um, for my knee and I was told I had to be using a cane and staff the knee as much as possible for at least two weeks. Well, that included the week I was there. So I got on the computer and did a request for the airport um, for a wheelchair. My grandpa had to use that many years ago. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I have to do a wheelchair at the airport. Oh gosh. So, uh, so I did. So they, I checked in, I checked a bag and I had my carry on tote bag, which was my personal item. And I had gypsy. So I wasn't dealing with a carry on luggage bag. Uh, so they got me a wheelchair and they wheeled me up through TSA. Um, had to take off everything. I had a knee wrap on. Um, gypsy, I didn't even put her vest on. So they assumed she was emotional support. I'm like, nope, she's a service dog. Here's her vest. It's just not on her. Cause I knew I'd have to take it off at TSA. So that's what Arrow and I always did. And that's what I figured I'd do with Gyps. So we we went through and of course I beat for some reason. So they had to pat me down. That was my first pat down at the airport, which was super fun, not. They had to pat Gypsy down and everything was good. Uh, and then instead of sitting bulkhead, which I had reserved bulkhead on the way there and back, I ended up getting a whole row to myself. So I had three seats in the very, very back of the plane to myself. Um, so we loaded first. I told him I didn't need the wheelchair. I could hobble down the ramp with my cane because, yes, I brought my cane with me. Super fun. Um, so we we went there. 
down there, we had it. Now it was very turbulency on the way there. So Gypsy was shifting quite a bit. She wanted to get out in the aisle. I told her she couldn't get out in the aisle. And it was, it was a little difficult for her. It was a little struggle, right? Uh, and I could blame it on the turbulence. And it was really bad. Like I was, there was nobody in the row in front of me either. So I'm like leaning against the seat, trying not to pass out, trying not to hurl. I don't eat whenever I fly usually. So, you know, that was a good thing. Uh, so we get there. And uh, the, again, I had to wait for everyone else to deplane, deplane, deplane. And they met me with a wheelchair at the gate at the bottom there. And they wheeled me to the baggage claim. So once I got to the baggage claim, um, somebody grabbed my bag for me. And I didn't need the wheelchair anymore because I didn't want to, they were very small airports, right? I was expecting Orlando big airport. It was not, it was Orlando little airport and Springfield's a little airport. So I hoppled over to the car rental. It was Hertz. I had bought a, brought a couple blankets because Gypsy was still um, in heat. So we put a blanket on the back seat of the rental. It was a Kia Sportage, I think. So she got the back seat and I put a blanket down on that and uh, put a blanket in the hotel for her to lie on. And then whenever she was done bleeding, I just put it on the bed for her to lay on for her to sleep with me. Uh, we went, checked into the hotel here. This is what happened at the hotel. It was a Holiday Inn Express in Marshfield, Missouri. It was really nice. I'd totally stay there again. And, uh, and I go to check in. No, they're not dog friendly, right? But they are service dog friendly. So they, um, I'm checking in and she says to the other girl, because there were two girls behind the counter, right? She goes, now you can tell this is a service dog because she has a vest on. I'm like, well, actually... Um, that's not what makes a service dog. You can buy the vests anywhere. Uh, I said, it's the training. So I said, if you get a dog in, even with a vest on who's barking or unruly, um, or aggressive or not potty trained, I said, you can ask them to leave. Oh, okay. And they had breakfast there. So, you know, Gypsy and I went down for breakfast. Uh, we were on the first floor, which is nice. Uh, when I travel, I do like to stay on the first floor. So I don't have a dog who's doing the pee pee dance and I have to go downstairs, which isn't happening when I'm using a cane to walk or go down the elevator which she has plenty of elevator experience. That's not an issue. Um, I just, I like first floor. It's a lot easier for me. So, and this one was perfectly situated halfway between the front desk and the breakfast area and outside the potty. So I could go out either way. Uh, we got there Friday, took it easy. I went to Walmart and picked up some waters and stuff um, and some stuff for salad to have food wise. Saturday, I spent the day reading Don't Shoot the Dog. Well, skimming it. It was part of our homework for the course. And while I had read it years ago, I remember reading it and wanting to throw it across the room. So I figured I would skim read it again. And then Sunday was spent um, reading more. Um, I had brought another book down. Um, so I was reading that one, watching TV, um, you know, just getting ready for it. I tried watching Buck, which again was part of our homework. I had watched that numerous times. Um, so I kind of fell asleep while I was watching it, but it's okay because I had watched it numerous times already. And then there were some other things we needed to do homework wise. So did that Monday morning, wake up first day of class and Gypsy has a hot spot on her inner thigh. Like, of course you do. So we had to make a quick stop at Walmart to pick up some, I think it's hydrocortisone spray. So I could spray her so she wouldn't itch and she could heal. Um, so that was super fun. And so we get there and you can't see that she has it because of the location of it. But um, we get to the location and it is, guys, it is down a dirt road. It's like a mile something dirt road off of the paved road. It takes about a half hour to get there. It was an amazing place. And 
it's an Amish country. So we got to see every day we saw horses and buggies and we saw Amish peoples and they were super cute. And they had the, um, you know, the black and the blue outfits on and the blue was just such a pretty color and they were so nice. So they'd always wave at you whenever you went by. So we'd always wave back. Uh, you know, Gypsy would sometimes sit up so she could see what's going on, but, but it was, it was an easy drive to get over there and they were absolutely amazing hosts. Uh, they have a clubhouse. So half of it is the classroom, which is where we did a lot of the learning. The other half was a combination, um, kitchen, dining, living, and more space. It was huge. Plus two full bathrooms which is nice So whenever you have, I think we had 15 silver students, two gold students, and then Jackie, who's also a, a graduated gold student, um, plus Bart and Michael. So um, so that was super. Uh, and uh, Jackie's husband, Jeff, was there, and her kids were there, you know, popping in and out, and her help was popping in and out. But Jeff is a wonderful chef, and so we didn't have to go out for dinner at night. He cooked everything, and it was so amazing really good his we did chili he did chili one night his chili's better than my chili which motivated me to try a different type of chili which i posted on my personal on victoria warfel on facebook you can see that chili recipe if you want to try that it turned out really good um he did that he did a shepherd's pie which was better than my shepherd's pie um he did a oh, what else did we do hamburgers and broths one night um Actually, I think I have everything written down that he did because I told him I wanted the recipes. Oh, lasagna. He did a really good lasagna. And, and I'm Italian. I do a good lasagna. His was more like a Tex-Mexy chicken lasagna. It was good. Um, the roast um, and then the the um, they had like chips and stuff and the chip dip was really good. The cornbread was good. The mashed potatoes, like just different, you know, and you get so used to making the same things over and over, training the same dogs over and over. So it's nice to it was nice. It was really neat. Uh, and we didn't have to load up in the cars and find a restaurant that had enough space for all of us or kind of split, split into gr different groups, right? And then wait for them to do the order, wait for them to come out, you know, deal with a harried waitress who's like, oh, there's so much going on. And I've got this huge table of like 20 people. We just did it all there. And it was super. And I loved it. And I cannot wait to go back for gold school. Uh, so we we were there. We did Monday through Friday was the course. And then um, Saturday, I went out and saw Jackie and spent time with her. We were there, I think, around six hours. Ended up going out to eat together um, with her husband and with a couple people she had in for training who were super awesome. And then Sunday morning, we left. Now, on Thursday, we had an ice storm. So we woke up, and the roads were so slick. Gypsy and I go outside for her to potty in the morning. And as soon as she hits sidewalk outside her legs start going in every direction it looked like a cartoon character but like she couldn't um she couldn't get grip right so we ended up i'm like no 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 come back over here because i was worried about myself because my knee is starting to feel better a little bit you know i had i wasn't using it at jackie's place all that much um but you know i'd sometimes have to use it whenever it was slick, right? So they had the stones right by the sidewalk. So we just detoured right off there into the stones, which every stone was slick, but it wasn't at a slope like the sidewalk was. So we didn't feel like we were going to go skiing down it. So she peed over there. And then we had to get to the car, which was super fun, uh, and drive in it. And now the whole car is coated in ice, right? coated in ice. So um, trick from whenever we lived up in Connecticut and in Wisconsin, because I learned to drive in Wisconsin, right? I can drive in the snow. I can drive in the ice. It's not a problem. And once you have that muscle memory, you're good to go, right? So like that, that wasn't a problem, but 
I couldn't use the, the windshield blade that they had given me to clean it. So I just sat in the car and I actually talked to Rich for 10 minutes while we had the heat on to, to melt it. And so once it started melting and we could see, you know, it had the back ones with the little, um, you know, you hit the defrost button for the back and it, it takes care of it. So about 10 minutes of that, and it, you know, I could go and like kind of hack at the, uh, at the windshield um, at the front and get the ice off of it. So drove out there very slowly Thursday. was I got there about 15 minutes late, um, but I wasn't the last one. And they were kind of expecting that. There was actually a car, a truck, a blue truck, that was overturned, almost upside down, crashed into some trees on the road. And it happened just as I'm thinking, I'm doing really good. I bet I can go a little bit faster. And I see that. And I'm like, I'm staying at the speed I was at. And then um, Saturday, it was still icy out. So, you know, again, I had to defrost the car a little bit. But Saturday night, so that was Thursday and Friday, right? Saturday, there was some snow on the ground. Saturday night, it snowed. So Gypsy and I woke up to snow, which was super. Um, she had never, she's been around snow, you know? She's a Florida girl. So we got up, I think, like at 4.30, because our plane was supposed to leave at 9.30, you know, to be there early. And I didn't know how long it would take to get to the airport. So, um, so she, I have a picture of her outside, like, why am I up so early? Why is it cold? And why am I getting wet? Um, but but it was super. Um, we had to go and, and get gas. And all I have is a hoodie. I don't have my, well, my park is probably up in the attic somewhere from when we lived up in Wisconsin 20 years ago. But uh, but I didn't bring that. So I'm getting gas and I'm just freezing. And usually Rich gets gas whenever we're together. So I'm like, I'm freezing. And I'm like, I wish Rich was here. And Gypsy's just looking at me like I'm nuts. Why don't I come in the car? And I'm like, I don't want to while it's pumping gas. So we um, we got to the airport and the plane was delayed because it was delayed. The one coming in from St. Pete was delayed. So the one leaving to St. Pete was delayed. But we got here around, what time did we land, Rich? Around 1 o'clock? Yep. I think we landed around one o'clock and we uh, we got the bag and they're doing some construction. So, you know, it was a weird parking lot. And uh, and Rich and I took off. Mm, didn't hit too much traffic. Oh, we stopped in really uh, one thirty. It was supposed to be around twelve thirty. So yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, we were about an hour delayed taking off. But uh, but it, Gypsy did so much better. Again, we had a whole row to ourselves, all three seats to ourselves, which was nice, and she was super good the whole time. She shifted a little bit. But she didn't try to leave the aisle. She didn't try to put her nose out so it would get run over in the aisle. Like, she did really good. Uh, and as we're walking, Rich was waiting for me by baggage claim, right? So we're walking, and I see him because I saw he had his black shirt with the blue um, dog trainer stuff written on the back that I had done up for him. So I said to Gypsy, I'm like, go find Daddy. And she she was like, what? You're crazy. And then she saw him. She was so happy to see him. Her tail's going, and she's giving him kisses. And she was just so happy that, that we're back with Daddy. Um, but she traveled really good. Um, she did really good. Uh, I did pretty good. Um, I didn't even need a wheelchair coming home. Because, again, small airport. So I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'll hobble. It's good. Um, but, yeah, so that was the trip of the trip, right? Now you guys want to hear about the Nipopo Silver School and why I went. So why I went is BART is widely considered to be the grandfather or the father of modern dog training, Okay. And a lot of very well-known trainers have learned from him over the years. So he used to do seminars, uh, weekend seminars, or maybe even three-day, but weekend seminars all over. And what he decided a couple years ago, a few years ago, was instead of doing seminars, which are weekend things, he was going to just do a school, which is a five-day. So he has the silver school and the gold school. So what they started off with doing is 
you could come over. They live in Belgium. So you can come over to Belgium and you can stay with, the, you know, stay over there and work with them daily for three weeks, which was an amazing opportunity, but it was kind of expensive too. So then they started doing the silver and the gold schools. So silver school is all theory. Okay. Now, if you remember my background, I started as a positive trainer with the evil tools I wouldn't ever use, right? Which I love now. But I started as a positive trainer. And then I became what a lot of people call a balanced trainer. But I don't like that term. Um, because to me, balanced, it's like a seesaw and you have to have everything just perfect. And I'm like, I don't correct twice and then reward twice. I use what the dog needs. So I like the term inclusive trainer. And I'll use that quite a bit. And then I heard uh, one of my friends say positive first. I'm like, I kind of like that too. But I like the Nipopo best. So what it stands for, what Nipopo stands for is negative, positive, positive. Okay. So if you're familiar with positive training, positive only clicker stuff, right? That's Popo training. It's positive, right? And if you're familiar with the pressure and release stuff that we do with slip leads, prong collars, e-collars, whatever, the pressure release, that's NEPO training, negative, positive. So the negative is the pressure, and then the positive is the release of pressure. But they both have their drawbacks. You know, there's drawbacks to popo training, there's drawbacks to NEPO training. So Bart, um, he used to compete in Belgian ring. And uh, Belgian ring is like IPO, but not. <laughs> Great example, right? Great description. And like IPO, uh, but from Belgium. Yeah, IPO Belgium. from Belgium, right? Belgium. Um, and what else is from Belgium? The Belgium Malinois, except over there, they're just called dogs. Oh, I'm kidding. I don't know what they're called over there. So they- um, They're just called dogs. Just called dogs. Um, so they, because Malinois is, Malinois or something like that. There's something's the city over there that they're from, which talk about an awesome trip, right? So we- so, so he was competing and he was competing at a very high level and he was fantastic. And like I said, he's doing these workshops once he stopped competing and the people are going and the people who are going are awesome people who are learning a lot and doing a lot and they're doing really awesome. So I knew we wanted to go over there. So Rich and I argued over who would go. And since my background with the, the positive training stuff, um, I kind of won. <laughs> Plus, I take really good notes and so that I can show him and Luke what's going on. She takes really good notes. And uh, she's a better student, so I am. So if I would, you know, if I would get an A, it would be like a ninety-four, and I'd be like, yeah, an A. If she'd get an A, I'd probably be a hundred. And then, you know, like, so I want to get the most out of the class possible, so she has to go. Yeah, yeah. So, so the other course I had done years ago was Casey Cover's Senalia course, and it's a five-day course, and you have to pass a test at the end. I aced the test there. Um, so this one had a very hard test too, and I was a little bit nervous about it. And that's one of the reasons why the beginning of February, I went to Duke Ferguson's workshop in Jacksonville is he had trained with Bart and I wanted to make sure I was ready for this, um, because I have high expectations and while you need a 90 to pass Bart's, um, silver Nipopo test, his silver one, I wasn't going to be happy if I got a 90. And I'll tell you what I got in a little bit. It remind me if I don't tell you. So anyway, so he, um, you know, he had done this stuff. Well, then he met Michael. Now, Michael's a woman. Um, apparently, from what I had heard in the family, they named the girls boy names. So when I say Michael, it's not Michelle. 
it's Michael and she's a woman. Okay. So it's Bart and Michael and they teach this course. Now, Bart comes from the competition side of it. Well, Michael was a pet dog trainer over here near DC and she knew the pet dog side of it. She also knew the sciencey stuff of it. And because of her, there's something now called the new Nipopo. So we got to learn the old Nipopo and the new Nipopo. And there's a key difference between them um, that for some dogs, if you're going to work a dog early, because, you know, I like to work dogs at eight weeks old, um, it could be the difference between a flashy, happy dog and a flat, sad dog who looks like a dead fish. And we don't want dead fish dogs. So what we did is they talked Monday. They talked about um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They talked about the different types of training. Thursday, it was a fun day and we got to play some trainer games. Friday was test day. So every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we did a test, right, to prep for the big test. Friday morning, we corrected Thursday's test. We did Friday's test. We corrected Friday's test. We had lunch and then we had the big test, the big hundred question test. And yeah, you guys got it. I aced it. Um, so I was very happy about that because like I said, I've got high expectations. So now I've got to ace gold school because now the expectations are even worse, right? Um, it was really neat because a lot of what we do and what works, we found out, I found out why it works, right? Which is really great. And instead of a lot of times when you go to a workshop and you're sitting there at the workshop and this dog has a problem. Okay. Here's a dog who's human aggressive, Right. And so this is what the trainer does. And so you kind of write down, okay, human aggressive, this is what you do. But why did he do that? Did he do that because um, monkey see, monkey do? Monkey pee all over you? Or did he do that because of a reason? So we got to, as we were discussing and taking apart the different training systems, the popo, the nipo, and the nipopo, um, we got to see why things are the way they are. Why? When you, does the click, does that release your dog or does that make your dog stay in behavior? There's a difference. Um, whenever you click and you give your dog one treat every time versus clicking and giving your dog a handful of treats versus clicking and tossing food on the ground versus eating from your hand, do you want the dog to come up to you or are you happy with the dog staying away from you? These are all very important questions when it comes down to it in training. And some dogs you're going to want click and one treat. Some dogs you're going to want click and a handful of treats. And why? What's the difference between that? Why do some dogs need this and some dogs need that? Hmm? That's what we got to talk about and learn. So that was really neat. Now, um, he talked about something every day. And then he had people come up in front of the class and say it. Now, he didn't pick me. Now, if you guys didn't know, I'm very comfortable talking in front of people or in front of the camera. And um, bit of an actress than me, right? I was in musicals whenever I was in uh, our church musicals, we would do them to raise money to do mission trips. And it was super and thought about actressing, but they're all crazy and they go nuts. So we decided not to do that, but I'm good at it and I'm good at memorizing things. Um, so here we go. You ready? I'm going to give you two examples. So Rue, our border collie, which, oh, remind me to tell you what we're doing with him now, too. You're going to love this one. Uh, Rue loves to pick up his silver water bowl. Now, we have a water bowl in the bathroom, and when it's empty, he'll pick it up, and he'll either clang it on the ground, or he'll sometimes bring it to you. But if I ask him to get me something, or if I ask him to get me one of the boot camp dog bowls, because sometimes they push it in the back of the crate when they eat, he won't do it, and he looks at me like I'm nuts. Why? Whenever he wants to do it, it's the best thing in the world. When I want him to do it, he, has, he doesn't speak English or dog. Um, or sometimes when we get the dogs in, for say example, diabetic alert dogs in, and we try to introduce them to the odor, they want nothing to do with it. 
But when they're outside, they are very happy to smell everything that they can. And you can't get their nose off of the ground. But inside, you're like, here, smell this. And they're like, nope, not smelling that. I don't know what you're talking about. But why is that? Uh, so you have to ask yourself why and how. Why do they do that? And how can I get them to show that same passion, that intensity, that heart and soul to, from doing one to doing the other? Okay. So when you ask yourself that, you have to say, why does a dog do anything? Why do, why do they do that? Come on, tell me why. It's to better their own situation, right? And they're not going to do it to worsen their situation. They're going to do it to better their situation. So how can a dog better their own situation? And so that's what we talked about. We talked about training. We talked about um, the difference between operant conditioning and classical conditioning, how they're similar, how they're different, and how they tie together. Um, we talked about the difference between an aversive, right, and a correction, and um, negative reinforcement. So negative reinforcement is that pressure release stuff that we're good at, and it is reinforcement. So it does increase the likelihood of the behavior occurring again. Just like positive reinforcement reinforces, right? That means likelihood of the behavior occurring again. What positive means that it adds, negative it takes away. So negative reinforcement, think that e-collar, the prong collar, the slip lead, the pressure on, the dog goes what it is, pressure off, negative, remove the pressure. Um, but the, the weird thing whenever you're figuring it all out is it's about the dog's point of view. So sometimes when people find out that we use e-collars, they're like, well, that's using punishment. I'm like, well, no, it's negative reinforcement training. I'm good at it. I'm really good at it. But I have to learn how to combine them also into the knee popo, which is hard. <laughs> it's not always going to be hard, but luckily we've got a house full of dogs and more coming in soon. So we get to play with them, uh, how long their training sessions are. And I think you'd be surprised uh, how to get that heart and soul. That is huge. What, what Bart likes, what I like is you want a dog who looks flashy. Why does he have to look flashy? Because then he looks happy. Do you know how many people would ask me why Arrow was sad because his, he had his ears back when he was working? Like, he's serious about it. Like, this is what he does. He's not sad. He's not mean. He's not depressed. He's serious. He's working. Well, gosh, if he had happy, friendly up ears, like, how nice would that have been? So, you know, it's stuff that I want for our dogs uh, and for client dogs, either boot camp, private, or even group, you know? Uh, one of the things that they talked about, which was amazing, is, now you're gonna love this one, you know we're getting the Malinois puppy. Oh, I also talked to Ivan, and we are like number 16 on the list for males, so it shouldn't be too much longer, depending on how many males are born in the next few litters. So right now they're on the H litter, so we're probably not gonna get the I, we might get the J, probably get the K or the L, so we need to come up with names. Um, JKL names. We have a J name that we really like, but we need K and L. And after watching the Orville last night, I was like, Rich, we could name it Krill. That's kind of a neat name. And he just looked at me like I was crazy. And he's like, that's like a plankton thing in the ocean. And I don't want to name my Malinois that. So you want to hear our awesome name? If we would have got from the H litter, I wanted to name him Hellmouth. And then we can call him Buffy. Because, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, they were on the Hellmouth. So, but we're not getting an H puppy. So that's out there for anyone who's getting one of the H puppies. Um, but, Rue, what do we... Vicky has traded all her, all her abilities to name anything <laughs> for dog for more ability in dog training. So you can't have it all. You can't have it all. You either hey, I named all the ability. goats and they have good names. They do have good I, you know what I love? I love the, the triplets. I love the three goats. They're all, um, um, Kylo Run. Kylo Run. It's the black one. 
Matt the Raider Tech is, is the, the white um, scrawny one who was born. He was the runt of the litter, and he's our favorite, and he's super sweet. And then who's the next one? Ben Solo. Yeah, Ben Solo. So he's white, and he's got brown spots. So he's – that was a good – I like that. It's a good name. And so then we have them. We have Princess Leia. We have Lando. And then we just had two born while I was gone. They're both black and white ones. Um, so one's a girl, one's a boy. So we have Finn and Ray, right? So we've got our Star Wars goats. We've got our Star Wars cows. <laughs> Luke was like, I can't believe you named the goat Ray. I'm like, yes, we did. Um, so yeah, so we have we have them. And um, right, it, it's good. They, they say we're funny. But no, I'm serious. So we need names. So if you guys have any good JKL names, let me know. I have a really good S one, but I don't want to wait for the S litter. Um, Rue. So while we were there, I was thinking, you know, Gypsy being in heat, that means in six months she could get knocked up, providing she passes her health testing and everything's good. Which means I'll be without a service dog for four months. And Malapuppy is not going to be ready to be a service dog, even if we get him today, you know, in six months, you know, because he don't, he'd be what, eight months old? He might, but that would be very pushing it. So I was debating, do, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Zoe's too old. She's like 13 or 14. She's too old to do it. And she has um, hip and back problems anyway. So we have Rue. Rue's our border collie who's four. So he gets to get trained up again to be a service dog. That's why we initially got him. So he gets to go through with the Nipapoe and see how that works for training him up to be a service dog. Now he only has to be back up, but I do need one. And so it's either that or I get dog number, what, four and a half. <laughs> and I really don't want to have to do that because, like I said, we are getting Malapuppy and then we'll be at dog, dog number four. And I don't want to have number five right now um, because we'll keep a gypsy puppy probably and uh, have fun, you know. It'll be a girl, so she'll be bred at times. So I don't know how much training she'll get, but all our dogs get training. So it's not going to be a huge deal to have, uh, you know, another another backup in the house, you know. But yeah, so Rue, who, if you guys know, um, he's the one I'm always like, we could sell him as an autism service dog and he would do really good because he likes to give hugs. He loves kids. Like it would work out really good. Well, that's not what I need. So we need to train him up in what I need and see how he does with it. I'm hoping he takes to it well. Um, but I really have about a month to see how he's going to do with it before things are going to get serious and see if I need to get another dog. Because it's going to take about six months to train up a service dog, six months, 120 hours minimum. So the more the dog has ahead of time, the easier it is. But you still have to get that at least six months, at least 120 hours. And September is conference. And I don't even know if Gypsy will be able to go because she might be preggers come September. I don't know. Um, so yeah, so Rue gets it. So if you're thinking like, well, I want my dog to be my service dog, but my dog's kind of a jerk at times. Rue could be a jerk at times. He loves to chase the cows and, and try to bite them. So what we started with him is um, he's crated. <laughs> so Rich is not happy about that. But think about it. We have five acres here. We've got cows, goats, and chickens. And Rue has access to all of the property. He can run the whole property if he wants to. Well, except for the goat enclosure. So why would he work for me for his dinner when he can go run the cows, which is way more fun for our border collie to do. So he's been created. We got him out and worked him. I'm going to work him another time because he was just like, nah. So here's some more from Nipopo is you need to charge the clicker. 
especially for service dogs, you need that clicker because we do so much with clicker training. Um, so you need to charge that clicker, but you don't want to charge the clicker with sleeping pills. You want to charge it with dynamite. So when that click happens, that dog runs to you and is like, yes, please. And that's what we want. And he's not there yet. He's like, maybe. Not really. So um, what you can do to get, there's things you can do to get it charged up um, fantastically, which is what we want. Now, Gypsy is pretty good, but you know what happens sometimes with Gypsy? Um, she'll click and stay in behavior. So like if she's on place or if she has her paws up on the bowl and we're working on spin, if I click, she'll sometimes stay in behavior. And oh my gosh, Richard, I didn't tell you. It was the cutest thing. So I have the bowl, the touchpad, right? Which is the upside down, outside black bowl that she puts her front feet on. So she was doing that in the office today and I was clicking for any time she'd move her back feet. That's all I was looking for was just move those back feet and I'll click for you. And then she sees we have the wobble from Gary Wilkes, which is that yellow ball on the yellow UFO thing um, that I did the videos, the two videos with Raleigh, the little Aussie. And she, the people are like, what is that that she's touching? That's Gary Wilkes thing. That's the, I call it the bump. Um, it is a, it's a, like a weeble who wobbles, but he don't fall down. Okay, so he has the patent on a self-writing target, and that's what it is. So she loves that. She loves to touch that, you know, and, and it's just the best thing in the world for her. So, so she's putting her paws up, and she's getting treats, and she's coming over and touching that, wanting a treat. I'm not giving her a treat for it. So she picks it up in her mouth. She goes over. Are you listening, Rich? She goes over. She has the, the, the bump in her mouth, her paws up there, and she's like, no, I have to be right because I've got everything. I'm like, oh, gypsy. Um, and she 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 loves to work. We did a long session today, and I'm like, I'm done. And she's like, how about I bring you your cane? Would you like that if I bring you your cane? It's right here. How about I touch it with my mouth? I will bring it to you. How about I go on place? What if I sit and look at you? Can I get a treat for that? I'm like, dude, you don't need to get treats for everything or food for everything. Um, but she just, she wanted to work so bad. And then, so that was well, a long session. Though, and then um, inside with the with the thing in her mouth, that was session number two. So she really loved that. Um, and it went really, really well. So I was really happy. Um, we did video at the hotel of her taking a Kleenex from the box. And we did video of her learning to pick up her silver bowl and bring it to me, okay? And it's something I hadn't done at all with her. Uh, I mean, she knows pick up and bring stuff to me, but she doesn't know that. And whenever I'd ask her to bring me bowls, sometimes she would, most times she wouldn't. Like she'd do it if it was her idea, but not if I asked her to. So that, what I put up there, I put up two days, just two days, two, two quick sessions of training. And, uh, and, and she was getting it and we were naming it and it was really neat. So whenever the dog's in the system and she is not fully in the system yet, uh, but you know, I can see the awesomeness of it. And it's like, it's not just like a light bulb went off. It's like the whole sun came up and angels did the, because ah, it's like everything in my life and why things work and why things don't work. It all makes sense now, which is really neat. Uh, whenever I'm going to tell you years ago, was it the, no, it wasn't the first, excuse me, the first workshop I had gone to, because I'd gone to the APDT conference and, um, but the first big workshop that I flew out for was a Chad Mackin workshop. He was out in Tucson, Arizona. Okay. So Chad does um, his dogmanship is his pressure release stuff, right? He also does socialization. So this was the socialization workshop. And I brought Zoe out with me. Um, she was working a service dog at the time. This was right before we found out that 
she had to be washed because of health issues, right? But she had all the training in, so she flew out there with me. You remember that, right, that Zoe flew with me? This was right after, I think, or right during whenever you and Luke went up to see your parents one time. Okay. I think. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But Zoe and I are out there. And he made a comment as he was instructing about it being um, something about pressure and release. And it was like the light bulb went ding, like in a cartoon. So I'm like, that's why our e-collar stuff is so much better than our normal leash stuff. You know, why the dogs who do e-collar are so much better is because it was clear with the e-collar that it was pressure release or NEPO. Whereas with the prong or with the slip lead, it wasn't always clear to the dog. So then we worked on fine tuning our technique and making it better. But I remember that light bulb moment. Cause I was like, Oh my God, that's it. That's why this is so much more successful than that. I had that same thing, except it wasn't just one light bulb. Like I said, it was like a giant sunrise with angels singing with their trumpets going and unicorns in the background and rainbows and fairies and pixies. And Pegasus, we'll add them too, and a dragon. Um, so it was it was amazing because I'm like, all this stuff that we've been doing now makes sense. Why do you do something with one dog and not with the other dog? Whenever you click, what do you want the dog to do? You know, like it all makes sense. And we didn't work dogs while we were there. This was all theory. This was all why and how theory-wise. We worked with each other. <laughs> and here's one of the perks of bringing a service dog who will sleep the whole time so she's not driving everybody crazy is I got back to the hotel room and I got to practice with her. So that was really nice for me because I do best seeing it and then doing the hands-on part of it. If you want me to see it once and do it, that doesn't work out good for me. What works out good for me is watching it a few times, playing with it on my own and trying it. And that's actually, I taught myself to crochet because Richie's grandma who was like 100 years old, right? She was living up in Wisconsin with his parents and we'd go over to spend time with them when we lived up there and she would sit and crochet. She crocheted baby blankets for all the babies at the daycare at the church um, and more. So she loved to sit and crochet. So I just watch her do it, that repetitive, that repetitive, that repetitive. And as I'm watching this, I'm like, I bet I could do that. So gosh, guys, this was like, 20 years ago, 19 years ago. So it was before YouTube. So I got some crochet hooks and I got the yarn. Of course, the hooks had the instructions on it. And it didn't take too long for me to figure out how to do it because I do best by watching, dissecting and figuring it out. So that's what I got to do is here is I got to watch to a degree and play with it with Gypsy, which is like I said, how I learn best. I know that's how I learn best. Uh, and then uh, whenever we went out on Saturday, I got to work Gypsy and it was, it was terrible. <laughs> So it was terrible because I left the cane in the car. So I'm trying to hobble and not hurt my knee. But I forgot her food. And I meant to grab her food. And it was sitting on the dresser of the hotel when I got back because I forgot to grab it. So I didn't have anything to use as a reward for gyps. So I'm like, well, you know, she does like to tug. But I don't use tug as a reward. When we had Arrow, and even now with Rue or with Gypsy, I'll use tug as a way to... Um, to reinforce behavior. So like sit, okay, you can get the tug, you know, out, down, okay, you can get the tug, but not as a, just a reinforcer for things. It is, but not, you know what I mean? And whenever we were learning to do it, we learned from um, somebody, well, we learned from Michael Ellis with Learberg, and it's, you know, you jump back and you flip it away from the dog and you've got to like, as Bart calls it, chicky, chicky, chocky. And you have to, 
well, one of the things that, that they like with Nipopo is they want it set up so an 80-year-old woman who can't really move too much can still train a dog. <laughs> Hi, I'm not an 80-year-old woman, but I like to train from my chair and do lazy training. And I work with a lot of service dogs, and some people can't do it. So what it is is how can you get your dog to do it all without having to do the cheeky cheeky jacky dance? Right. So, so we're there and I'm Jackie, she was the host, right. And she's, she's gone to all of them because she hosts them and she was over there for three weeks and, and, you know, learning with Bart and Michael on, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, which had to be amazing. So she, uh, she was like, you know, do you want to work? I'm like, yeah. So, so she had a tug. So she had balls and tugs. And so we asked Gypsy and Gypsy wanted all of them, but she ended up, we decided to use the tug with her. So I'm used to hopping backwards and presenting it, right? Hopping backwards and giving the treats. If you guys have done that, you don't have to do that anymore, right? Uh, so when we get Mallow Puppy, I don't have to be as active and like, look at me, look at me. Don't you want to tug this thing that I have? Wrong way to do it. Wrong way to approach it, especially. So instead, you know, she was working on that. And my timing was terrible because I'm not used to doing it with a tug. I'm used to doing it with food. Um, so I was presenting the tongue too fast. You know, it was just, I was so glad Jackie was there and she was so sweet. She's the best. And she said, you know, like, if you want to shoot me any videos, I'm happy to look at them. Um, I created a Facebook group for the class. So we're all on that. So we can kind of keep in touch and, and answer questions and see how things are going, which is great. But, um, but yeah, so, so she got to, to help me out with Gypsy there. But like I said, it was just, it was a train wreck. And I'm like, this is like the worst training I've ever done. But, uh, but it was all good, you know, and, uh, and like I said, I'm much better with food than with toys. So what does that tell me? I have to get better training with toy rewards, but I can't take Disney to Gypsy to Disney, or I can't take Disney to Gypsy, or even to Publix, which is a grocery store. And when she does right, toss a ball down the aisle for her. You know, so I like to use, I use a lot more food with the service dog training than toys. And so, like I said, a lot of times I'll use the toys to just, uh, you know, release that energy and, um, and work towards it, which is why I also tell people, if you get a Malinois, you're going to get bit at some point. Hopefully it'll just be your hands on the tug because you didn't present right, but it's going to happen. Arrow actually once caught me, caught a tooth underneath my ring. Not this one, but one of my other rings. And I thought, oh my gosh, because Arrow had a not great out. We had to um, zap him because we didn't teach the out properly. Oh, Rich, I know how to teach the out properly now, too. Yeah, I heard your sound. I know, because I've been telling Rich what's going on, too, but I'm so excited. So we, uh, so I was like, oh crap. You know, when I told him, I'm like, out, because I'm thinking, I'm going to lose my finger. And I don't want to lose my finger. I like my fingers. And he let go of it. And I'm like, oh, thank God, I will never tug again with rings, watches, or bracelets on. Uh, it was scary, but, uh, but we've had nicks and scratches, you know, we've had where, where he's punctured before on hands. Uh, it, it just, it's par for the course with a Malinois. Hopefully it usually it's during tug and play and it's just because you did a bad presentation. Um, and hopefully they're just going to get the bite, um, the bite wedge or the sleeve or the tug, but, but yeah, Gypsy was raised by Malinois. So she was all good with that, <laughs> with working for it. But like I said, you know, I'm like, Oh, Jackie, I'm a much better trainer than this, but, but it's okay. Um, Jackie was super about it. And, uh, oh, and she breeds these, what are they? They're the Italian truffle dogs. Legatos. I want to say they're Legatos. Um, they are the cutest things and they are wicked smart. I really like them. 
And apparently there are the, um, you have to take them to the groomer. They're like the non-shedding ones like poodles are, um, but they're smaller. They're smaller than, um, than Gypsy. They're smaller than Rue. Oh, I don't remember how big she says they usually get. But uh, but yeah, they're small, but they're wicked fast and smart. So she said they're great for service dog work. They're great for for people. You know, she really likes them, of course, because she breeds them. Or she wouldn't breed them. But uh, but no, they're super dogs. I really, really like the couple that she brought over. She brought some babies over for everyone to snuggle. And um, she demonstrated a couple things with them. And uh, one of them was one of the mamas. And she hadn't really done anything with her in a while. And the dog just got right back into it. You know, they had a cone and some other stuff and the dog was interacting with them like they should. And it was just, it was really neat to see. Uh, we got, so we have index cards. <laughs> One of my friends picked up. I'm like, I need to stop and get index cards. She's like here and gave me half of them. So that was awesome. Uh, we also got this. This is our notebook for it. So this has all my notes in it. It's not great. It's hard covering everything. And because it's, European, they don't have lines, they have little grids. So I can use it to grid out things too if I want to grid out things. Ooh, fancy, right? Um, and that's where I was putting my receipts. <laughs> so they're all still there. And my name tag from course, right? Victoria Warfel, Nipopo Silver School. So I am a silver grad, which means I can go back to silver and it means I'm okay to go to gold. So gold is the end of May. It's that last week of May, and I can bring a dog. So I don't know who I'm going to bring, if I'm going to bring Gypsy or if I'm going to bring Rue. Um, we're going to see who's doing better for it um, and take it from there, or if I'm going to drive or if I'm going to fly, because it's like a 16-hour car trip. I don't know if I want to drive that, but then again, it was like eight hours or more in the plane. If I left the hotel at like five in the morning and I didn't get here until five at night, that was 12 hours plus the time change, so it was like 11 hours. If you guys have any questions, please type them in because we are wrapping up here, right? We also got, hey, Gypsy, come here. She's upside down. Come on, roll over and come here. I want to show you what else we got, guys. We got the Chameleon Extender with the, one of their e-collars and the finger kick and the feathers. There we go. So I want to show it to you because it's really neat. And now they have a Chameleon 3. Chameleon's their brand of e-collar. Going out to feed the goats. That okay. looks really cool. I can't wait to use it. Right? I will let you use it. It is fun. Anyway, um, well, no, it's just, it's, I like the idea. Yeah, so I was expecting it not to have a little block on it, though. But still, so this block, notice, it doesn't have really long contacts in it. Now it's got little feather contacts, so that's nice. So these are the feather contacts, right? You see how well they if you work. see one of the old ones, it looks like it has little screws sticking out. So how it goes is these are islands. There's islands on each side. This is a large size. And you see the inside, all those plastic things. Um, you can put contacts there if you want to, or the feathers. Can you see the feathers? That little metal thing, that's the feather. If you're ordering it, trust me, order the feathers. You're going to want them. Now, they have red and black, right? So it correlates. So one's red, one's black. One's red, one's black. One's red, one's black. So you have to do it across from each other, okay? You have to do it across. Now this, like I said, this is the micro. So this is not the chameleon. This is the chameleon extender. So I could put any e-collar on this, um, but they gave us the, um, they brought the micro collars. So we have the micro collar and it correlates with this, which Bart was doing testing. And he said, this is the best e-collar remote out there. It's really awesome. And, uh, and they have a little sleeve on it. There's an on off 
uh, push the button, you know, zappy zappy and up and down levels. I think there's only nine levels on this one. So it's not as woohoo as having a hundred of them, but it works out really nicely. And even though it has the little box on the top of it, it's okay. When the real chameleon, so the chameleon three is coming out in March, I am taking orders so I can place it to save on shipping and everything. If anybody is interested, please let me know. Um, the chameleon three is going to be a little bit different. Um, it is, see if I can find it here because I did take notes. Uh, oh, here's some nice things about the chameleon. So when the dog's wet, dogs goes swimming, right? Or gets a shower or whatever, caught out in the rain. Uh, it measures the resistance automatically and it, and it adjusts. So you can't accidentally overstim your dog because of the environment, which is nice. Usually if your dog is wet, you turn it down some, right? Um, and you hope it works out good. I am going to do a video just on this so you know what it is, but there's something else. Okay, here we go. Chameleons. You ready? So the Chameleon 3 is coming out right now. Well, in March, um, it's going to be 699 euros. It's going to come with the tiny trainer, which is this one, and the finger kick, which I have in the kitchen. But it is so nice. Any disabled person is going to need this. Any person who has mobility issues, who um, might have to use a cane or a wheelchair or a walker or crutches or whatever, you're going to want the finger kick because I had Loki at Walmart a few months ago. And I'm trying to push myself and work him at the same time and you couldn't. With this you can, because it's just a matter of touching right there on your hand, which is really nice. Um, so yeah, so you're, we're gonna be able to get that. The Chameleon is the Ferrari of, of the e-collars, it's the best. The price at 699 euros, which is I think around 790 US, it reflects that. Um, the, what did he say it had? I think it's on my first um, my first notes here. Your collar, he said the collar, I think he said you can get 2,000 charges out of it. So if you do a charge a week, um, most trainers, you wanna charge up once a week. If you're using a lot regular Joes who aren't using it on every dog, right? You can charge up probably once a month, but say you charge up once a week, that's 50 a year. And it's good for 2,000 charges. So you're talking 40 years. It's pretty awesome. Um, the finger kick is great. Oh, where you fit it because of the bungee changes based on the dog. That's something Duke had said about too, and it took a little bit for me to sink in. Um, if you have a bungee on your e-collar, it should not be high and tight on your dog's neck. Any bungee on the e-collar, you want it lower on the dog's neck, not as high as it can be. You want it lower on the dog's neck, okay? Because um, then it'll, as the bungee constricts, it'll ride up a little bit and you'll get better contact. And like I said, if you look here, the contact is just that. The charging's a little weird on it. I will warn you about that. The charging's weird. So there's something now called the Chameleon 2 that's out and it has um, an induction charge. So you basically, you put it on a circle and it charges up on its own, which is really nice, right? Except it takes one of these for the charging pads. So that means the collar has to be bigger. Now we have little Raleigh in. So little Raleigh, you can get one like this for her and think this, because you don't want this right here, right? You want that to be the e-collar part of it. And the chameleon, that is the e-collar part. The e this is the chameleon extender. The chameleon itself will not have this on it. But little Raleigh, I mean, think of how, how small that could be for her neck and she could fit that. So Bart put, because he had the small there, he put it and it fit on his wrist. 
So if you have a small dog, you're going to really want the Chameleon 3 um, because it's going to be awesome. Then he said they have plans for a Chameleon 4 and a Chameleon 5. And the Chameleon 4, though, is going to be 2,000 euros. This one's 699, which is nice. Um, the two that they have now is with the induction charge, it's more expensive. Um, just because he says they can only make like two a day because they have to hand make them. And then even though it has the induction charge, which is really, really nice, it's a pay <laughs> because um, because of that. So, so like I said, I will do a video on the difference between this, which is the chameleon extender with the micro and the tiny trainer and the finger pick. I will do a video on that. And then I will do a video comparing because we had bought and brought with us the dog tra arc because it has a button too, except that button is like the Flintstones car compared to the chameleon button, the finger kick. I really like it. So, so we do have that. Um, Karen says she ordered the extender too. I'm so happy. That's going to be fun. And then um, she wants to order the new chameleon three with me too. Awesome. I will add you to my list. Um, I have people um, who are wanting it. And like I said, if we can save um, save by doing it that way, that's awesome. And then why not order a bunch and, and get them here? What did you score in the final test? Um, she, they didn't, we didn't have time to give out the test score. So I asked Michael afterwards and she told me I aced it. So I uh, Sim, I got them all right. I feel like I got them all right. I knew the answers to every single one of them. There was none that I was like... Hmm, I don't know. And like I said, with it being 100 questions with four on each one that you could get right or wrong, after I did the test, which I did pretty quickly, I was like, I should review everything. So I'm reviewing everything. There were no changes that I needed to make. So I figured that's good. And I got to like question 40 and I'm like, I don't want to read through 60 more questions. I'm just going to hand my test in. Um, but she did tell me I aced it. So I assume that was 100. They did say a couple people got, you know, perfect scores and did really, really good. So that was one of them with me. Um, so, yeah. Um, when you guys come out for privates now, be warned, you're going to be hearing a lot more sciencey, techie speak than what you're used to. Because <laughs> that's one of the things I never did. I wasn't going to say this is why. But you know what? Hearing about it, having it make sense. Because I'm going to tell you something, the click to release is better than the click and stay in behavior. For example, we were at a workshop once and Gypsy touched something and the, the trainer there was a clicker guy. He's like, click. So I clicked and then she touches it again. She didn't come to me for the treat, touches it again. And he says, click. So I clicked again, click. And I clicked. I'm clicking for staying in behavior. She was a puppy at the time and she didn't have the umfafa, the ulala, right? To um to come back. That clicker wasn't charged with dynamite, right? So when she hears it, she wasn't like it. And it was super fun to touch what she was touching. Um, but we don't want to click and stay in behavior. So part of that I'm like, dude, that was me from the get-go because of what I was told. Um, so whenever I was working with Jackie, I she looked at me and I clicked, but she didn't come to me right away. So I clicked again and she's like, no, you're clicking, clicking to stay in behavior, you know, click for release the behavior. So, so we're still working that. It'll take some time. Uh, and like I said, I'm hoping I can get Rue on board and excited about it. Um, Karen was actually talking about going to Universal next week. So depending, we might bring um, Zaya, who we have in, and we might bring Rue. But I don't know yet. But that's one of them will come probably with us. Um, Rue has been to Disney a few times. Um, we've done overnights with him at Disney um, because he wasn't training to be a service dog. And then he was my backup for a while. Um, he's actually flown a couple years ago. We went up to Utah and a friend was coming with me 
and she couldn't bring her service dog, so she brought Rue. Like I said, Rue's trained in a lot of things. I just need to get him, make sure he's trained up to mitigate my disability um, because that's what you need to have a service dog. Then I can decide if I'm going to bring Rue or Gypsy or both of them um, just because Gypsy can get tired out a little bit easier. Um, but she, she should do good. Um, what day for what, Susan? Oh, for Universal, Monday or Tuesday. Um, Karen's off Monday and Tuesday, so we have to look at what we're doing. I mean, we're thinking of going in the more afternoon time, um, just because we have a client Monday at 1 o'clock. So we're thinking of going after that. Um, but I can also see if we can reschedule that to earlier in the day once, you know, the weekend's closer and I can see what all we have going but that reminds me, I do need to block it off right now because I don't want to not be able to do it. I want to be able to do that because that'll be super fun. And so we'll turn this to an off day and we will turn this to an off day. So then we're off Monday and Tuesday. We have a couple of things and I always put people on. So if you're like, I really wanted to be there on Tuesday for a session, just, just message me and tell me. Um, it's just that way I'm not gonna have something at nine in the morning and something you know in the evening. Monday's better, awesome. I'm gonna jot it down. Susan, Monday, Universal. Yeah, I like going there. Karen can go there. Susan can go there. The price for the Chameleon 3. Oh, Allie, I haven't seen you guys in a while, and I was just thinking about you guys. Um, it is $6.99, Euros, which if I'm thinking it's probably around $7.90 US. Uh, and like I said, it's going to look like this. Like this. It's going to look like this, guys. It's not going to have the block on it. Because we're just like, I don't like the block. And I'm like, this is the extender. That's why it has the block. We could take that off and put an e-collar tech one on it. But see how small this is? color text is bigger. So I like the smaller profile. And because look where the contact points are, guys. Now this is pretty wicked. See where the contact points are at the side? When I put it on Gypsy, it goes on like this. Doesn't go on like that. <laughs> um, you want the box down below because those contact points aren't going to hit it hurt at the base of it, right? They're going to hit right here which is where you want it. And like I said, it's lower on her neck. So look at some of the pictures. And like I said, when I do the, the how-to video, you're going to see the difference too um, with that, um, with everything, okay? So the normal collars that it comes with. Now, if you buy from me, I usually upgrade the collar strap, um, depending on the size of your dog. If your dog's a little tiny, I can't upgrade it, right? Um, or if your dog's a monster, I can't always upgrade it. But I like to add them with the bungee. With the bungee, you want it down lower on the neck so it can ride up a little bit. Um, with the normal strap, you do want it up high on the neck um, just because you don't have any bungee. You don't have any give, but you want that give. So, yeah, the price, like I said, it's it's right around $7.90 right now. Um, and that, that might change a little bit based on shipping. Um, if you want the feathers, I do believe it comes with the tiny trainer and the finger kick. So all of that, but they haven't, let me see if it's on yet. So, uh, last I had checked, if you go to Bart, Alan, is it there? No, it's under Martin Systems. Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N, systemshop.com is the e-collar one, and you can look at Chameleon, um, set Chameleons. They have receivers, transmitters, you know, closure options, contact points, all that fun but you can look right now, they just have the two. So they haven't released the three yet. They gave us a sneak peek at it, which is cool. And they have some, but not, 
not um, not enough to go on the website yet. But like I said, I really do like it here. The Chameleon 2 with the single contact and the finger kick is 1,400 euros. And this is 699. So it's like half the price, which is really nice um, because you want you want the best. Um, how much is the Chameleon 2 as well? Um, yeah, that's around 1,500 euros. So I don't know what that is um, US-wise. I just go on Google and look, but because everyone's been asking me about the Chameleon 3, I know that that's around 790. Oh, you moved to Georgia. That's fun. Are you, you excited? I want to hear more. You got to talk to me or have your mom talk to me. I want to hear more about what's going on. Um, so yeah, there's, uh, you, you can go on there and play around. It's not the easiest site in the world to navigate, right? Um, but, but they do have, have a lot on there if you can get in with it and do it. Okay. Um, and it's martinsystemshop.com. Okay. And, and so Bart bought it from Martin. I think it was Charles Martin, maybe. Um, I want to say that they have a Bart collar. Like this is so small. Do you guys know how small this is? In e-collar tech, it's taken years to do it. The finger kick itself is 154 euro. So the finger kicks probably run what, $200 just for the finger kick. So the fact that it comes for $700 with this and this is really nice because that finger kick is amazing. Um, but you, it's nice too because all their stuff is interchangeable. So if you look under transmitters, they have other ones. You know, here's one for 323 euro, 700 euro. Um, but this one, he said whenever he was testing different ones, like it's a really good one. So I think that's really nice. But look under the set chameleons. <laughs> I told one of my friends that I got a chameleon, well, a chameleon extender. And she's like, oh, does it change color? I'm like, no, it's black. And she's like, oh, you know, my kids are going to be so excited to see it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, they're going to be excited to see an e-collar. Like, she knew where I was. She's a dog trying. So I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, no, no, no. I don't mean a pet chameleon. I mean a, a, a chameleon extender, you know, e-collar. Like, I got one of these. She goes, oh, my gosh. I was wondering. I guess we have so many pets. People aren't going to be confused if we get a chameleon, too. Um, Deb says, um, I'll join, too, because Loki just disregarded everything and acted like an attack dog with people holding a baby, and I was shocked. Yeah. Talk to me about that, too. Loki was, he was in a weird mood today. Um, you know, I know you had said about um, him not getting to the doctor lately. Maybe he should go. You know, he's he's super sweet. He's a love. You know, whenever Karen and Sammy and me and Rich brought him to you, Deb, he was, um, we had him at, at um, Universal for the day. And he was absolutely amazing. And there were kids everywhere, you know, being kids at Universal. So, so yeah, we need to find out what's going on with him. Um, but yeah, yeah. Let me know what's going. And what else? I think that's it guys. So like I said, my goal is to, at some point, I'm going to get more comfortable with the e-collar too. Um, now because I had Gypsy with me on Monday, we went in, she was wearing her doctor arc. We left with the, the chameleon extender and the micro and the finger kick and the tiny trainer. And uh, that's what she wore Monday night, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then today on Tuesday. So she's been wearing it, but I just changed out and put the feathers on it last night. I think it was last night. It could have been Sunday night, but I think it was last night um, to see how she does with it. And I mean, look at that. How, how sweet is that? And the nice thing too is they can wear it for longer if you do need to. 
He's awesome. That's why I was shocked. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I want to do the video for the chameleon extender video. And it's going to be a my video. It's not going to be me taking it apart and putting it back together. Um, and the dog chart art. And why I like this one better. It's just, it's sleeker. The Dog Tree Arc box is pretty big and clunky versus the E-Collar 300. And I mean, it is a serious price difference too. The E-Collar 300 is like 200 bucks. The Dog Tree Arc's like 230-ish. And the Chameleon's like 790. But you know what you pay for. So, um, so yeah. So let me know what's going on, Deb, if you want to text me afterwards. So the Nipo Post Silver School was flipping amazing. I am so glad I went. And I told you the turbulence was really bad. I'm on the plane on the on the flight there. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. I'm never going to see my family again. Me and Gypsy are going to die because of the turbulence on this plane. But we didn't, which is nice. Um, so Bart Bellin. So it's Bart and Michael, right? But the website's bartbellin.com or martinsystemshop.com. My website is dreamk9.com. So you can always find us there on dreamk9.com. Uh, we are on Facebook on Dream Dog Central Florida Dog Training. We are on Instagram. I think it's Dream Dogs on Instagram. Um, YouTube is Dream Dogs. And then How to Train Your Service Dog is our Facebook group. If you're interested in service dog training, it's How to Train Your Service Dog. It's also the name of our podcast. I would love it if you guys would subscribe to the podcast. We talk on Tuesday night. And then it goes live usually on Wednesdays, whenever I put it up, depending on how busy I am. Um, so we have both. Uh, and Karen, if you're still on, if not, I will bug you about it when I see you on Sunday for group class. I would love to talk with you um, and record and then just put it up for a podcast special on um, the fitness with the dogs and the weight loss with the dogs. Because we see a lot of fat dogs. So what I usually tell people is, you know, half their food. If they get three cups a day, do a cup and a half a day and have them work for it. Make it fun, you know? Um, but yeah, so there's a lot that can be done. And I am just, I'm so blessed. And I'm so glad I got to go. Met some amazing, amazing people. And um, got some new mentors, which is always good. It's hard whenever, you know, you're like, hmm. You know, I kind of like what you're doing and I kind of like what you're doing. And then this, it's like, I love everything that you do. So I'm super stoked about that. So uh, so I'm going to sign off. Oh, here, Carolyn says, I'll watch the video again since I missed part of it. Might get one for Romeo. Don't think I need it for Roma. <laughs> she is so awesome. Good. And uh, Roma should be done with her heat. Um, and we should be getting her in soon for boot camp, I believe. Uh, but one of the nice things with it too, Carolyn, is you can try it on both of them and see how they do. So like Gypsy doesn't need need, but one of the things I'm doing personally is I want to uh, get my training better with Gypsy. Like she's a golden, not a Malin one. I totally understand that and get that. You know, like you have poodles, Deb has a golden. Um, who, who else we got in here? Allie has a boxer, Susan has a doodle, Cheryl has a pointer, Karen has... Holstein, uh, but, and Maria has, has her Corgi. We want the dogs to perform on command or on cue the first time with heart and soul. And if they need a correction, we want them to take that correction, love it and do better. Right. Don't we want that? Everybody wants that. I don't want to have to say, nag my dog, nag my dog, nag my dog. I want one time and they fly into it. That's what everybody wants. That's what I want for sure. Well, I figured out how to do it too. And Anjanette has goldens. 
right? Um, so yeah, so let me know guys, or Anjanette, if you're telling me you're interested in one, let me know that too. Um, but, um, but yeah, I have my list and then whenever they come out with it, I will make sure, yeah, Remy's a poodle, Jane has Remy poodle. Uh, but that's not an excuse. Like Malinois, one of the reasons I'm getting another one is they're fun dogs. They are very smart. And so are a lot of your breeds, right? Goldens are super smart. Poodles are super smart. Um, you know, a lot of them are super smart. Border Collies are wicked smart, right? Um, but a lot of people want to excuse that or they're okay with it. One of the things I loved was the last few group classes, the the people were, were asking either during or beforehand, like, I want to up his training. Like, that's great. That's what I love. So many people are just happy that my dog doesn't jump on me every time I get home and have a visitor come over, right? And you're like, no, it's, you want your dog to be the best dog ever, right? You want people to see your dog and say, holy cow, that dog is absolutely amazing. I wish my dog was that good. And then you say, well, here's Vicky's card, right? That's how things go. But, but it's, it was, uh, Stephanie just asked, so excited to rewatch this and see what you have to say about the school. Uh, Stephanie, it was a transformative experience. It, it, it has taken everything that I've been doing with dogs, shown me how to do it all. And, uh, and, and why the things we're doing right was right and how we can improve the things that weren't as good, right? Not that we were doing wrong, right? But not as good. Now, one of the things too, Bart said, and Jackie said, is it's going to take you five years. You're going to be doing it. You're going to be like a year and like, I've got this. And you're going to be like, I don't know anything. So he said, it's going to take like five years to get this whole system figured out and to be really good at it. So I'm like, yes, but I'm an overachiever. <laughs> I want to do it in less time. Um, so yeah, so we're going to work in group. Jane just said group rocks. Um, she comes to our group class. We have group class this Sunday. Um, so we have two Sundays and two Saturdays for group class this month. And what we're going to work on is, um, the canine good citizen. So that's my goal this month is to get the canine good citizen and get the dogs tested for it. If they're ready for it, if they're not, it's, it's no big deal. Um, and once we get the CGC, what I'm aiming for, for next month, which is April, I'm aiming on working on their novice trick dog titles. What's a novice trick dog title? Let me pull it up on AKC novice trick dog. So with the novice trick dog, here we go. Uh, if you have the CGC, you need five tricks. If you do not have the CGC, you need 10 tricks. So since hopefully the dogs will have their CGCs, we need five tricks. Here's gonna be some of them, are you ready? Balance beam, walk on a low board a few inches off the floor. Bark on cue, which is speak. Crawl, the dog's on the belly and crawls at least five feet. Fetch it and give, and you can do a toy or a ball, bring to handler and release it. Find it, which is a treat, find the treat under the cup that's hidden. Another one is get your whatever, leash, brush, toy, whatever. Get in is get in the box. Get on is place. Get on a low platform or step with all four paws. Hand signal, sit down or come. Okay, so right now, every service dog that we train should be able to do the get on, which is place, and the hand signal for something, right? High five, hold, hold it in your mouth for three seconds. Jump through a hoop or over a low bar. Again, you should be able to do that. Kennel up, go in your crate, stay until release. Yep. Kiss, if you point to your cheek. Pause up is two front paws on a low step or stool. Yep, we do that quite a bit with the service dogs. Push-ups, which is sit down, sit down, sit down. On command. Shake hands, spin in circle, touch it, hand or target stick. Every service dog should be able to do that because I do that with everyone. Tunnel, 
And then you have two dealers choice. So all you need is five of them guys. Like it is not bad. So what we're going to do is uh, we are going to work towards that next month. If you don't have the novice, um, Gypsy just got her intermediate and we are, I think one trick away from her advanced. So Karen, if I can get my budding gear, we can have you sign off on that because I can't sign off on my own dogs. Um, so Karen is also a CGC evaluator. So is, so is Rich and so am I. So we can do those um, and sign off on them for you. So Karen also said she's coming out a couple times this month. So I'm very excited about that. So group, um, we're going to have Cooper there. Uh, good. I have him written down. So whenever I say I need RSVP for group class, you're a good Maria. Um, but yeah, so I love group. Group is fantastic. We do a lot of stuff with it. Um, this week, and I'll send it out in the email too. I want you guys to bring a slip lead and anything else you want to bring, but make sure there's a slip lead as well because they can't test with e-collar or prong collar or head halter. They can test with slip leads fine or a flat collar or a not no pool harness. So they can train with a pool harness. I mean, you can talk to them the whole time. And then once they're done, you can put whatever gear they usually wear back on them. Okay. So that's, that's the Nipopo school, which was amazing, life-changing, super awesome. Want to learn more? Schedule a session. <laughs> um, that's that. That was our trip out and back with Gypsy being a rock star. Uh, and a little cranky because I got her up super early and there was snow on the ground and she had to sit on her butt on the cold. Um, but, but it was super. And I look forward to going back at the end of May for gold school and that we have to take a dog. So like I said, it's going to be gypsy or Rue most likely, but who knows, maybe I'll have an awesome boot camp dog in and I'll be like, I'll bring you. But I doubt it because I want to take my dog because I like to take my dog. Okay. So that's it for tonight. I will see you guys Sunday at group. I will put this up online, hopefully tomorrow on the podcast. I'm hopefully get a couple special podcasts done up. Going in May again, the end of May, the very last week. Yep. And that's the gold school. So gold school is where we get the hands on with the dogs and it all comes together, um, which is awesome, which I'm super stoked about. But Rich and Luke will still be here. Um, what we'll do, I think I've already blocked it off on the calendar right now. So we'll still have boot camp dogs and he'll still do private sessions. But we're going to try to limit it. <laughs> That's what I told him this time. And he had like two people coming every day. Um, plus the dogs that we had in already. Uh, so, you know, I try to take it easy on him when he's the only one here. Well, him and Luke and then Autumn. So it wasn't just him. But it's still, you know, I was out there learning from we got there. I left around 730 to be there around 8 in the morning. And I didn't get back to the hotel at night until 7 o'clock or so. So, so it was super. So like I said, let me know. I will see you guys. I'll catch you guys next week. Um, I did miss you last week, but I'm glad that I'm back this week. So, uh, and hopefully Loki can come on Sunday. That would be awesome, Deb. I would love that. Um, or see if you can get a, take a ride. See if Tony wants to come and tell me you'll buy him dinner or lunch or something because we go out for lunch too. <laughs> or tell me you'll buy him a drink at lunch. <laughs> and schedule Roma for June when you get back. You know what, Carolyn? That is a fantastic idea because then I can learn. I could practice with her what I've learned. And if that works out good for, for you date-wise, that's awesome. Um, so, yay. And if not, we can do her if you want to drop her off. If you're like, I kind of really needed May because I thought that's what we had talked about. Um, if you're like, I really need May, Rich and Luke can have her while I'm gone. And then um, whenever I get back, she'll get all the new stuff too. So, 
we try to be as accommodating as possible, but I would love to have her in June. And I already have another dog who's going to be in during that time, a beautiful German shepherd and his name's Dutch. So I'm looking forward to that too. Um, so yeah, so we're already booking, not that we're fully booked, but we're booking into June already, which is really nice. We've never booked that far out consistently. So super stoked. Um, but yeah, talk to you guys later for realsies this time. Have fun and uh, schedule you for group class with Sammy. Gotcha. Oh, and your week. You still get your week, um, Susan, too. So yeah, just text me, guys. Let me know. Okay, signing off now or I just ramble. Bye.